Hi, everybody, and welcome to Good Hang, episode 52. I am John. Uh, welcome to episode 52. That's Nathan. <laughs> and you are you, and we are Good Hang, and this is the 52nd episode. One year, baby. One year in the bank, ladies and gentlemen. I, I, cheers. That's me cheersing with you, my microphone, with what is my fifth glass of champagne. Before that, I had half a bottle of wine. Nathan is over there, completely frozen. I think he's about 80% asleep. He has had three-fourths of a white Russian. I have poor tolerance. He has really bad tolerance. But as promised, uh, Nathan wanted to do it. He's been wanting to do it for ages, and we finally did it tonight. We did a drunk episode. Uh, that is not to say it's a bad episode. Uh, we got into a couple of things. We talked about my growing obsession or new phase of getting into wine. Hence my French bottle of champagne, my Perrier Jouet. Oh, that makes no sense because the champagne, by definition, is from France. Uh, Nathan is is in, is obsessed with a new game. Get up on it. If you're on PlayStation, uh, Overlord, look for Nathan. You'll know it's Nathan if you see him out there. Overwatch. What did I say? Overlord? Sorry, Overwatch. Um, we talked about uh, some fan stuff. We had some more tweets from Sweden. We had some more te- the tweets talking about the origin of our fan group name. We love you, good hang gang. I would love you more if you were hang bangers. Uh, by the way, guys, don't forget, if you haven't yet, please do buy tickets to the tw- the first annual Singapore Improv Fest coming at you this weekend, June 3 to 5. I'll be performing. I'll be hosting. I'll be around. Uh, direct messages for discounts. Nathan, you have anything to plug? Nathan is literally asleep right now, you guys. Like, I'm going to have to try to figure out a way to turn off this podcast recording because I don't know how to do that. But Nathan's asleep. I'm going to take a picture of of Nathan right now and share it on the social medias because it's hilarious. He's holding his microphone, which he never does. And then we jump into the news. We talk about the Chinese racist detergent ad. We talk about um, a pair of glasses that turned into a piece of art. We talked about Henry Heimlich and the Nazi party of the 1940s. We talk about Justin Bieber and Skrillex being sued and their response. Ladies and gentlemen, um, I may be quite drunk. A little bit past tipsy. But I will say it's been an absolute honor to be on this journey with you guys for one whole year. Here's to many more years to come. And... Oh, Nathan's back. (laughs) Thank you for sharing with a friend. Thank Thank you you for tweeting out. Thank you for loving us on Facebook. We love you you back. Thank you, guys. This champagne. Cheers. Cheers to you. Enjoy this episode. Episode 52. Track Nathan's progress as someone who drinks sip after sip of white Russians. Hey, to be fair, we drank before we started recording. Yeah, to be fair, you ha- you started this glass of white Russian before we started. Have a good hang, everybody. Have a good hang, everyone. Bye. All right, guys. I am, I am on this. You, you, you. All right. So, uh, hello, everybody. Um, full disclosure: we just came off of a pre-hang, 
um, on you now. It's a thing that we're trying. Yeah, it worked much smoother than fucking Periscope, even Facebook. And it, yeah, and it actually has a pretty interesting dynamic to it. Yeah. So next time, uh, you know, check us out. Younow.com slash my name, I guess, because it's my Facebook account. It's a very long URL. But John and I are both there. So, you know. I mean, Nathan's there. Um, so, hey guys, so this episode marks our one year anniversary one year it marks our one year anniversary and uh we thought it would be a nice way to celebrate 52 episodes slash 52 weeks slash one year of episodes to pop some champagne yeah break out the cheese and crackers Woo! get our booze in on and finally do a Drunk episode. Yeah, Nathan's been asking for this since before this podcast was a thing. Because I just thought it would be interesting, but I am regretting every well. Here's the thing. Syllable of that sentence. Here's here's the thing. So we've I've been over here for about an hour or two, and we're pre gaming. I mean, I've had about yeah. We didn't we didn't want we didn't want to start the episode sober. No, because then things only get interesting towards the end. Allegedly, but we want things to start. Banging. But can you hear Nathan slurring already? <laughs> okay, let me just look at Nathan. So, okay, so here's the thing. We haven't made any uh, secrets about the fact that Nathan's quite the lightweight at alcohol. He has had half a fucking white Russian. Half. That's so much. That I made. That's half a, of that, it's a big cup, man. Half of that is milk. It's a big cup. It's Kahlua, vodka. It, it is a big cup. And milk. Some ice. I, I'm going class here because um, uh, we'll, we'll get into this in the uh, what you've been up to. But I'm, I'm drinking some classy wine here. I'm currently on... Champagne, champagne. Well, yeah. I, well, the first I first uh, dusted off my bottle of Riesling, which is wine. Switch chairs. You're too big for that one. What? Yeah. That's just mean. It's creaking. That's just rude. It's screaming under your weight. <laughs> <laughs> I usually use that one, don't I? Yeah, you usually use this one. Oh. This is good pod. <coughs> this is good pod. Hey, everybody. Okay. So, uh, how would you... You guys... Let's cut that out. Let's cut that out. What? No, we're cutting none of that out. What? None of this episode is going to be edited. It's going to be a full-on raw experience that's stupid no it's not stupid it's fully feasible and i think it's gonna it's being honest to the listeners we're not gonna edit this episode out because we're we're one year in you know we've been doing this for a year dude did you ever in your life think that you'd be doing a podcast and it would be in like it would still be going on a year after no i never thought i'd actually do a podcast right it still blows my dick off like on a on a try daily basis which i will start uh, my first emotions i'm going to go through today is grateful like i wouldn't have done this there's no way i could have done this by myself uh i'm too lazy and i don't have enough technical prowess but when one year ago almost to the day when you said let's do a podcast and i said yes i was like oh that's that's a big deal that's a big deal man listen to that our first that's a bubbly yeah, our first episode was June 8th, right? Yeah. Yeah, I remember correctly. So That's when we released this it. episode is coming out June 1st. So, you know, I guess we're a week early. But we're a week early. Whatever. 52 is 52. And yeah, we're, I'm done, tra- we're, we're done celebrating milestones. After this episode, we're going back to guests and shit. Yeah, until we get to 100. Yeah. If. Uh, but how did that work? 52 weeks in a year. How are we a week? What, what, what the fuck? We've done more episodes. 
We've done a bunch. No, no, we missed one episode in January. So how the fuck is it that we're it's an episode? A, it's a leap year. <laughs> I mean, okay. <laughs> I mean, it's not, but is it? 2016. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, I don't understand. It's, it's a leap year. I don't understand why that yeah, is. Because I'm a good sport. I'm kind of already there, but I'm going to continue drinking this. Oh, yeah. I mean, you should at least finish one glass of alcohol, you fucking lightweight. <clears throat> so full disclosure, guys. <sighs> I actually, oh, that monster uh i wanted to I, so like i said i got a nice little bottle of champagne it's a pierre jouet grand brut i don't know what any of that means a perrier joet yeah if you want to be not fancy um it's nice it's crisp it's delicious i was gonna obviously pop it when the podcast started but i got the foil off removed the cage and it accidentally popped itself about five minutes ago so anyway yeah. here listen to acmr crowd is that what it called? what's it called again what acmr what's that sound lovers thingy AS- ASMR. ASMR. Listen to this. This is actually quite lovely. Seven people just creamed themselves. Yeah, they just jizzed. And, and while John is having a fancy Pérejoué, I am having a Huit Rochon. I am having a white Russian. Um, and it is vodka, Kahlua, and milk. Yeah, it's you- basically Satan's milkshake. It's like a milkshake. Yeah, it's like uh, something you would get at Starbucks almost. Because like I messaged Nathan. I was like, hey, dude, what are you drinking today? And he's like, I have no idea. And I'm like, okay, I think I got you. I'll, I'll bring something that you might find yummy. And it is. It's delicious. I make it all the time. I know how to make it. I've tried this glass that he's drinking. It's delicious. Just Nathan's a big lightweight. Take another sip, Nathan. Let's hear what you, your reaction to drinking a sip. Do it. Just, do it. Do sip. it. Do it. Do it. Here he goes. Don't give in to peer pressure, guys. Except he is. Uh, (laughs) uh, uh, All right. So luckily, I've come prepared, except for the fact that I didn't make a game because it's Nathan's turn. But I've researched news. I know what I want to talk about this week. I've got some stuff from the fans. Should we jump into some segments? Sure. Yeah, let's do it. Here we go. Let's do it. What's you been up to? When you see your bud and want to know what's new, you just gotta ask, hey, what buddy. you been up to? <clears throat> All right. Wait, before we continue, um, on a serious note, oh, no. ladies and gentlemen, we are not condoning the use of alcohol Um for we're not no sorry we're not condoning the abuse of alcohol we are doing this for entertainment (laughs) we're not saying that it's right to abuse alcohol for entertainment but we decided to give back to you guys and we figured this would be as good a way i don't know have you guys ever seen a drunk history one of the greatest shows ever but also we have to bear in mind that we have some underage listeners guys if you want to have a good time you don't need alcohol you know that comes in later in life have fun just being a good person with good people yeah those are like to our 10 year old listeners if you're like 13 14 15 get slizzard. it's time to start it's time to start get turn get out there shake um that thing now and i think yes if you were born um before the song came out you should be drinking alcohol um i don't Nathan, even know how the rest of the song goes Cody and rebecca 
Corey and Rebecca? It's Corey and Rebecca. Get That's awful. Um, okay, uh, Nathan. Okay, we're let me ask first since we're still kind of into it. Yeah. Uh, I would like to ask you because what I want to talk about today is my uh, as a thirty-year-old man. What are my drinking habits? But first, I want to ask you: Do you remember the first drink you ever had? First proper drink I ever had. Yes, actually. What was it? The first proper drink I ever had. I was in Bali with my family. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe I was 11 or 12. And my brother was 14 or 15. Because mm-hmm. we're three years apart. And, you know, he was he was going to an international school, 14, 15. That's around the age you start. You sure know, is. Start, so you start going to parties, start drinking, start being around them white girls <laughs> and say, hey, what's up, girl? Hey, shouty. Hey, shouty. It's your birthday. Yeah. You got okay. a party in my pants like it's your birthday, Hurry. bitches. Um, yes. And um, uh, we were in Bali and my brother ordered a cocktail at the pool called a blue kudakao. Oh, wow. Yes, and wait, me, blue curacao is an ingredient. Oh, it 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 was a it blue was a, Hawaiian. It was yeah, it's like a really blue. Yeah, yeah there's yeah, like yeah. an umbrella in it. it. Yeah, it's the way to start, man. Blue Hawaiian, and um, my brother got that, and oh my god, this, you know what the worst thing about this is? Thinking this, thinking about that story mm. makes me want to puke. So um, that's how you do it. My brother orders one, and me being like the 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 little brother seeking approval. Goes, I'll have one too, sir. I'll have what he's having, barkeep. I'll have what he's having, barkeep. And that was 11-year-old me. <laughs> and uh, the two drinks came. We took sips. My brother was like, ah, too strong and gross. So <laughs> he left it behind. Bear in, gave mind, it to bear, you. bear in mind, he was only 14 years old. Um, he gave it to me. Well, I took it because, you know, waste is bad. Uh, and I drank two blue hawaiians and uh, we were in the sun at the time what do you mean you drank two i mean he left one you drink one and order another one no no i ordered one as well oh we both took sips of each of each others wow and he was like oh not for me and i downed them both because i was trying to be like a big little kid and uh we were in the sun i passed out in the sun (laughs) my brother left me um i passed out in the sun i woke up with like, you know how sometimes you're in the sun too long, you get like dizzy. Yeah, you get a little uh, like a like a headache and like yeah. yeah yeah. So mix that with the instant hangover I get from my my alcohol allergy. Yeah, and that was the first drink I ever had. I puked everything. Oh, you started hardcore. Yeah, man. Man, no, me when I was like around your brother's age, thirteen, fourteen. Me and my friends went to this bar called Singapore Sling in the Philippines, <laughs> and I had a pina colada. Why did you get the Singapore Sling? Uh, I don't know. I didn't see that. I thought it'd be really uptight and have no bubble gum. Uh, so, and I, I like, I, I, to this day, I love pina coladas. Like, if I go to the beach, I'll order pina coladas. It's delicious. If you love pina coladas. <laughs> doom, doom, but getting drunk in the rain. Getting doom, caught in the rain. Doom, doom, oh. Getting caught in the rain. Doom, doom, doom. Something about yoga? Something about yoga. And there is something about yoga. Doom, 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 doom. What's the, what's the rest of it? Something about champagne. 
And something new about champagne dun, Yeah dun, dun, dun. If you like making love at midnight dun, dun, dun. In the cool dim In the cool dim It's awful Okay, folks, I'm sure you assume But I'm going to confirm I will be carrying this episode Okay, so that was my first drink. Uh, what I want to talk about this week, no, Nathan. You won't. No, you won't. Is this that going to be a duo like it always has been? And oh always yeah, always will, will be. be. Um, that said, I don't know this this week for some reason I've been randomly getting back into wine. Like I go through phases where I feel like I get into wine. Well, look at you, you fancy fancy. I'm a fancy boy. look. Look how I hold my glass by the stem. Fancy fancy boy. Yeah, I don't. It all started when I watched the movie Sideways when I was a bit younger. Have you ever seen that movie? Oh. Yeah, the one about the Californian wine, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, a great movie. Thomas Hayden Church and um, what's his name? Uh, Paul Giamatti. Paul Giamatti. Honestly, one of my favorite movies. It's sad and lovely and funny and and beautiful. And I really like anything that were that any piece of art or film or or anything really that oh, delves wait, no, into sorry. someone's passion about something. Sorry, I'm thinking about the movie Bottle Shock. Bottle Shock is the one about California that is specifically wines. about California wines. Uh, I, I haven't seen that yet. They all could be Californian. I wish wine. they all could be California wines. They all could be California If we had a loop pedal, this would be so good. It just violates up and up and up and up. <laughs> Alright, no, no. Sideways is a movie with Paul Giamatti, Thomas Hayden Church. Uh, those of you out there who have seen it probably uh, can relate to it. It like really got me into it because it's like. It's about this guy who takes his best friend on a on like a uh, like a bachelor party weekend yeah. to wine country in California, and they drink all these wines and they hook up with these ladies, and it's a beautiful story about life and and our place in it. It's really nice. It's really good. Oh, check it out, man! Yeah, check it out, check it out. It's on Netflix. It should be. Um, Bottle Shock. I haven't seen, but I've heard about in my getting into getting back into wine phase. Great movie. Alan Rickman, right? The late great Alan Rickman. This is a Bordeaux, Mr. Potter. This is was a movie, a movie set uh, in the seventies, uh, uh, I want to say, about This is a movie about a wine. Mr. Potter. Okay. And it's about how when Californian wine started becoming popular and there was a blind taste test in Paris and they constantly, consistently picked the Californian wines as better. It's supposed to be a quite a good film. Very good. Um, I watched it when I was too young to appreciate it properly, but I still appreciate sure, it. Sure. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Uh, I also caught another, a couple documentaries, a couple things on YouTube, namely the documentary Psalm about what it takes to become a master sommelier, which is ridiculous. Like sommelier, their job basically is to teach you, uh, is to work in a restaurant and suggest bottles of wine and tell you about how they pair and stuff like that. But to become master sommelier, and there's only a couple hundred in the world, is like the most rigor- rigorous test there is. More difficult than the MCAT, more difficult than the bar, like by multiple degrees. It's really interesting. And then they had a sequel, which kind of just talks about wine. It's just psalm into the bottle. So I've been into it again. Like Psalm 2. Psalm 2. Psalm and Harder. The Psalm Saga. <laughs> Electric Samalu. Uh And yeah, because of Sideways, I'm kind of into Pinot Noir. So that's my... This is really boring pod, I feel, to some people. Pinot Noir? Not many people know this. Um, it's French for black cock. Pinot Noir! So, you know, if you're into that black D, you're into that Pinot Noir. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I've also subscribed... Have you ever heard of a wine subscription? Like Loot Crate? It's, it's like that, except instead of giving you like... Or Dollar Shave Club. Instead of giving you nerdy shirts or razors from a company where they bought the factory, they give you wine. Two it's bottles a, a month. It's, it's a wine of the month club. Yeah, two wines. They give me two wines. I just got my first package today. I'm looking to delve into it because I'm fancy like that. See, like, and now I'm drinking Champagne. See, like, blank of the month clubs that you mm-hmm. get for yourself. Mm-hmm. 
sad or not sad? I think it's fine. I think it's a good deal. I got pay X amount of money for wine that is was picked by a by like an expert that's supposed to be good. Takes all the like that's how much I would probably spend on wine anyways. Like I'd buy two bottles of wine a month probably and share with friends. Fair point. So yeah, I think it's pretty good. I think it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's the way it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Because I think you've talked about this before. How you wish you could appreciate alcohol more, so you can experience the uh, pairing of food, right? Yeah. Well, no. It's more so that I can appreciate <clears throat> it like food. Because yeah. like food, there's thousands upon thousands upon thousands of different kinds of alcohol, mm. and within those subsections, there are more types of the you know different kinds of that like different brands and different labels and like craft sure 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 sure, sure. craft vodka. But but specifically, I think you if you could, you would really get into pairing wines with food because. Um, I guys, I'm sure you guys will know this. One of my uh, in that scene in Ratatouille, which is one of my favorite movies, that scene where Remy was like, "Here, try this piece of cheese. Feels like this, right? It's nutty. It's whatever, whatever. And then try this piece of strawberry, sweet, blah 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 blah. And then try them together. It's like, bam! That's what it's like when you get a really good pairing of food with wine. I really wish I could, but yeah. I cannot. I know you can't. You're like fucking, wine ruins a meal for me. You've had about a little more than half a white Russian, and you're dying over next over here next to me. Well, actually, I'm surprised I haven't passed out yet. I'm surprised I have to finish this bottle of champagne on my own. I'm surprised that... Oh, I'm... There's another poor. I'm scared of you. There's another poor. I'm scared of you. Um, are you scared of me? It's like, how drunk are you going to be by the end of tonight? No, I'll be fine. Um, uh, it's a good thing I'm not driving. Yes. And, yeah, I'm not going to drive you anywhere. Uh, <laughs> what was I going to say? Um, I forgot what I was going to say. I will <laughs> oh, say this, Oh, no, no, no. I, I remember now. Uh, um, I... I'm allergic to alcohol. Like, mm-hmm. I know this for a fact. So, it's not just the red flush. It's not just that. Um, so, my symptoms that I've noticed is that my throat closes up a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, breathing is slightly difficult, um, but not impossible. And uh, so, my sentences are shorter. But... Um, <laughs> uh, this is a good... I, I want to stress again that this was your idea. Yes. Ever get, since episode negative two, you've been wanting to do this. And I get headaches... So, like, imagine a hangover, but almost instantaneously. So, right now, my head is starting to throb a little bit. But, of course, the main side effect is that I just pass out. And, then <laughs> I, and I wake up and puke. You pass out no matter what. Uh, so, yeah. No promises that I make it to the end of this episode. That's cool. But, so, they, <laughs> the intro might just be you. That's um, fine. But... Uh, yeah, let's see where this goes, everybody. It's all about it's all about good times, and we're having. I'm having a bad time personally. I'm having a great time. I'm having a bad time personally, but that, <clears throat> if it means having a good time for you, because the fattiness in this sacrifice. salami and the fattiness and butteriness of this Gruyere cheese is cut wonderfully by this bubbly champagne. I want some Gruyere. Mm. Give me that cheese. Mm. One of the best things to come out of your cave since a bear. I don't Bang. know what that means. Uh, but Nathan, like the song says, what you, what you been up to, man? Um, what have I been up to? Um, I've actually been in China. Mm. That was in China? Donald Trump's favorite country. China. Let me tell you about China. I still can't do Donald Trump. Um, China. Um, I was there for uh, four days and three nights. And... Still not in love with the place. Still not going to talk about what I'm there for. Is it because there's too many Chinese people there? There's so many Chinese people. Man. Totes, I've heard that. I've heard <laughs> that about China. No, no, it's not that. It's just I don't know. Like, it, Ooh, it, fun fact. Sorry, you know that China has the lowest level of immigration in the world. 
Admiration? Immigration. Immigration. There's like, t- yeah, like the lowest level of admiration. People are like, China? That's also true. Nah. Ugh, not for me. China. Nah, no, I think much. of its 1 billion population, only like something like really low, like 10% are from overseas. Oh. That's le- And it's less than North Korea. I read that somewhere. I'm not surprised. A lot of China is locals. <laughs> like a lot of China. A lot of China is Chinese. A lot of China is just local people. It's only the main cities that you have expats. Um, mm. But Wait, a lot of can expats, you say, so a lot of expats. Yeah, can you say which city you were in? I was in Shanghai. Yeah, which was where I, where I was at a couple yeah. months ago, yeah. And I'm such a city kid. It kind of grosses me out, but you know, whatever, I'll embrace it. I'm such a city kid. I was staying 40 minutes away from the city, far away from most things in a very remote location. Were you, were you in Shanghai proper? No. So you weren't well, even in Shanghai well, proper? Shanghai, Shanghai, but you know, not in the city city. Like, could you get to the subway? Like, did you have access, access no. to the subway? So you were like... Out of the okay, city, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. And uh, like, if you were in New York, you'd be like in Staten Island. Oh, yeah, fine. Okay, then I was in Staten Island. Of, of is Staten that the equivalent? Island. Is that roughly the equivalent? I guess. I okay. guess. And um, <coughs> I'm such a city kid. What I did in order to find civilization is I Google mapped a Starbucks. Hey, you were actually know, able to use Google Maps? I I, I had a VPN that worked. Yeah. <laughs> so I just Google mapped Starbucks and I walked towards it, and you know, fair enough civilization all of a sudden there's food that won't kill me presumptuously what food would kill you that what uh, you know like the, the people say like china you know you get food poisoning well blah, 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 and like you know the back like i don't want to get like i don't want to get sick right now of all things mm. uh so yeah china. i was in china the last couple of days uh did some work had some meetings blah blah, blah. but the main thing i want to talk about guys and it's been around. It's been spoken of many times. I am playing this video game right now. <laughs> that is so good. Guys, it's so good. It's called Overwatch. I'm sure you know a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy that has at least seen it. Or you are a guy. Yeah, or you play it. Pretty if popular. You, if, if you play Overwatch, right now this person that plays Overwatch is, is playing is it right to now. This. Well, no. He might be playing it and listening to the podcast, but he's definitely going like, yeah, it's my shit. Yeah, it's my shit. It's bananas. B-A-N-A-S. Overwatch is a beautiful game by Blizzard. It's a first-person shooter, their first foray into first-person shooting. And it's basically like a character game, like a character shooter thing. Mm -hmm. So I think you have... How many characters? One, two, three, four... I think you have about 20, 20 characters to choose from, or something like that. So it's like a fighting game, but becomes a first-person shooter. Something like that. That's interesting. That might be not accurate maybe 16 or 17 there's but a like bunch each of, person is unique yeah. they have there's a bunch of characters everyone with unique skills in whatever they're liam niecing it they have their own unique set of skills yes and it's such an amazing game mm. it's like rock paper scissors every character has <laughs> what a, a way to sell a game dude i got a fucking game for you man it's like fucking rock paper scissors <laughs> no like this the Most strategy of the time you tie if you're a man you go as fucking rock 50% of the, time. the okay, strategy the strategy of it is very much like rock paper scissors. i get what you're saying so, so every character has a counter yeah so character a is strong against character b but yes. weak against character c so exactly. if you see that guy you should run and get exactly that's interesting. exactly so that's interesting and it's um it's six v six so the permutations are endless only it's like yeah, strictly only six, six or six. six. Strictly six or six, but it's perfect. It's it's the perfect number. It's a good number because oh, it's just such a well designed game. You wish you were playing it right now, don't I, you? I really wish I was not here. I wish I was in my room playing it right now. I guys, John promised he'd carry this episode. I am very open to the idea of just walking out of here and playing Overwatch. 
Tired, fuck off. Welcome, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, to the John Cancio Hour. Because, like, when I was in China, I was having, like, withdrawal symptoms. I was like, I need to play Overwatch. Uh, so, like, I resorted to just watching YouTube videos of other people playing Overwatch. Oh, that's hilarious. It's so good, Oh, my dude. God. It's so good. All right, guys, if you have a PS4, uh, you can't play it if you're an Xbox, right? It's like PS4, oh, so no, PS4, PS4 X- PC. No, what I mean, like, you can't cross over into, like... I don't believe so. So if you got a PS4, look for Nathan out there. Shoot him and laugh in his fucking face. Yeah, bring it, bitch. And then after he's dead, teabag him. I think but you can do that. You're, you're thinking about getting it, right? Have I sold it oh, to I'm you? I'm going to get it. Yeah, I'm going to get it. Guys, my word for it. This time next week when we record the episode, John is going to be on that shit. He's we'll see, be- though. I'm pretty fucking busy this week and next. Yeah, um, the game will create time. The parents are in town next week. My parentals are coming into town. Nathan made a salami and Gruyere sandwich with a cracker. Um, yeah, hey guys, just a quick um, little update. That's some ASMR shit for you guys. Um, yeah, uh, please make sure to get tickets for the Improv Fest. Um, I think it's, I'm not talking out of school if I say I don't think we're going to sell out. So you, if you want to go to the door, if you want to keep it the last minute, I know payday's coming up and you know we're the beginning of June. But guys, um, and here's this message for all of you guys. Anyone in Singapore or... Or if you want to fly in and watch our show. If you want to come to our show, please message us on private messages on Twitter. And I will, I think I ought to be able to supply you with a discount code because you're all good people. At Good Hang Podcast. Yeah, at Good Hang Podcast. It's going to be pretty fun. Saturday night in particular. Please come Saturday night. It's going to be great. It's going to be rocking. It's going to be a great show. Uh, I'll fucking tell you. Benjamin King's going to be there making an appearance for us, doing some monologues give them some speeches and we're going to do some scenes off of that. So please come. Comedy Central is going to be there. So laugh when I say funny things, laugh when I don't say funny things, laugh when I, you know, cry when I do f- sad things, make me look good so I can get a Comedy Central show. That'll be fun. Improvcompany.com. That's or something like that. Great. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what we put on our fucking front page. It's great. Nathan Hartono. I was thinking Tony is Tiger. Yeah, but Tony didn't say it. You said it. Okay, guys. Let's just say we're keeping track. So before we started, I had three glasses of Riesling, one glass of champagne. So we started this podcast. I've had two glasses of champagne. Here comes my next one. Listen, be quiet and enjoy. Ooh, double whammy. It almost sounds fake, doesn't it? It does. That's crazy. Oh my god, I'm almost done with this bottle of champagne. Have you ever finished a bottle of champagne by yourself? Nah, I'm gonna. By the end of this night, I will. When, do, when does one ever drink champagne by themselves? Like, oh yeah, it's time to celebrate by myself. Maybe I'll celebrate the 10th anniversary of my wife dying. Pop! Mmm, sadness. I believe it was Winston Churchill. Yes. That said, champagne. We deserve it in victory. We need it in loss. Mmm, sounds about right. Um. Ugh. You know, there was a survey that was that was carried out in the UK. And again, I'm not going to remember the figures, but like something like 80% of people surveyed thought that William Shakespeare was a real person, but 30% thought that Winston Churchill was a fake person. No. Poor Winnie Church. Wait, they thought William Shakespeare was a real person. No, they thought, they thought did I say Shakespeare? Yeah. Uh, I meant, I meant um, Sherlock Holmes. Hey, 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 you're there. I'm getting there. <laughs> they thought, like a big chunk of people thought... Um, Sherlock Holmes was a real person, but Winston Churchill was fake. When you think about it, I mean, he's all these fucking quotes. It's like, who has that many quotes that is a real person? Yeah. Uh, right. so that's what you've been up to? That's what I've been up to? That's what we've been up to! That's what we've been up to. Hey, what you got there in your hand there, buddy? I got bugles. You got bugles? Ew. 
Different crowd, different ASMR crowd. Different ASMR crowd. What does that stand for again? Audio. I actually remember this. Yeah. Wait. Auto sensory meridian response. Bam, motherfucker. Auto. Why auto? Audio. Auto, because it's it's involuntary. Self? Oh, like okay. so. Some people dig it. Some people just don't. Oh, interesting. Okay. Like like autoerotic asphyxiation. But you got bugles, my friend. I got bugles. What? That's so random that it just came out of nowhere. Like we were in the grocery store earlier. I had we had to get milk for Nathan's uh, baby drink of white Russian. Take another sip, by the way. I'm gonna like police you. You have to finish it. Yeah. <laughs> He dropped his bugle like a sad person. Now he's taking his drink like a sad person. And he's going to sip it. Don't spill it on Hamilton, The Revolution. That is an expensive and amazing book. I know. It's really good. Okay. He's taking a sip. I'll take a sip with you. Here we go. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Dink it and sink it. Mm. Ah, that's tasty. Ah. So Nathan, we, we found bugles when we were getting milk. We found bugles at this cold storage. And I haven't seen bugles in years. If you guys don't know what it is, I think it's like... Is there a local version? There's like a similar Malaysian... No, there were bugles for a while, but then they discontinued it. Or they just don't carry it very often. Right. God, it's so loud and crinkly. I love bugles. Mmm. Oh, good. Yeah, good. And the guys, salt goes so well. Okay. At this point of the episode... <laughs> I want to note that this is not going to be the most coherent from either of us. No, nah, I'm and pretty I'm, good. And I, no, you're not. And I, mean, I, I said William Shaster when I pinch Sherlock Holmes. That's not that big a deal. And I'm really hoping that it's somewhat entertaining. This is Nathan's idea. It um, is, and if it, I think it works. We'll be back on track next week. I think we're gonna we have a guest. Uh, she's like ninety percent confirmed. Uh, it should be a good one. I'm just teasing that one. So please okay. don't leave us. Please don't let this be the last straw. Like, fuck these guys. Between <laughs> fucking having Daphne and just Andrew and the fucking audio is terrible and they just get drunk and Nathan doesn't know what he's doing. Hey, John's hey, so handsome. Am, oh, fuck it. I'm leaving. I know exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Should we talk about some fan stuff? Let's get into some fan stuff. Listen to us talk all day. You've got things you want to say. All you do is ask, because we read your shit. All right, we got some stuff on Twitter. Twitter. We, 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 like, I, I still don't know if, like, Twitter is, like, do people still use Twitter? Not as much as Not as much as to. before, right? But, I mean, we're having a little bit more uh, activity from different people. And I just okay, wanna... like, here's a, here's a good example mm. of, like, Twitter's um, hotness. Okay, so... I go to Indonesia every once in a while, right? Mm-hmm. Indonesia is on their social media game. But the thing about Indonesia and their social media game is that they don't really stick to one thing. Mm-hmm. So they'll they'll flock to the thing that's hot. Right. And then once it dies down, it just kind of dies out. Mm-hmm. So Twitter used to be huge back mm-hmm. in like the early 2010s. Mm-hmm. So 2010 to 2013, it was a big thing. Now, not so much. It's kind of died. It's yeah, and Twitter's just kind of died down, man. Like, here's an example. I did a TV show once on in Indonesia, mm-hmm. and I was on TV for about like three minutes. Mm-hmm. In those three minutes, my Twitter followership grew by like five thousand. Sure. And my BlackBerry at the time just started exploding. Oh no! Yeah, because I had I didn't I just didn't have that many followers. Um, smash cut to now when I'm doing several TV shows. Why is that to be a smash cut? Can it just be a regular cut? Uh, regular cut to now. Smash cut! Boom! Um, I'm doing like a bunch of TV shows in Indonesia and the Twitter followership on Twitter just goes up like slight bumps. Like, you know, seven people follow you, ten people follow you, twenty people Snapchat follow you. Snapchat quadruples. 
Snapchat grows quite a bit, yes. Yeah. But the so Twitter is it fair just, to say that the people who would have followed you are already following you because of that? Well, no, I think it's because it, it's TV, you know, mm. it's not like a set audience all the time. Like the first time I appeared on TV, it was like, you know, random people watching and they're like, oh, who's this? Mm-hmm. Follow him on Twitter. Mm. Now it's like, oh, who's this? Cool. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, they, I, see, I see Instagram. That's cool. But not so much Twitter. Yeah, because yeah, so you can do so much out. more stuff on uh, Instagram. Especially since you're a muso. Not but, true, dude. It's like Twitter is a diverse fucking medium. It's actually one of the more diverse. It's basically Facebook, but condensed. Okay, well, should we have a good hang? Um, we already have a good hang. Instagram. Do we have an Instagram or a Snapchat? We should have an Instagram. To to up the game? Just to have another way to reach us. And also, like, I I, wrote, I don't mind having a second Instagram account to post, like, s- stupid shit. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, man. Let's, let's start it. it. Let's do it. Year two, Instagram. But, okay, all of that was to say that we have some interesting stuff popping up on our Twitter. Um, if you remember last week, ladies and gentlemen, we had a listener from Sweden uh, tweet into us and say that Nathan... We he, have, he tweeted at us? Tweeted at us. Oh, okay. God damn it, Nathan. You said tweeted in. Tweeted it at us. Okay. Whatever. Uh, to say hi, basically. And he tweeted back after. I, what did I say that good hang was in Swedish? I don't know, but he's saying that Brock it's actually. Clam. Bra clam. He's saying it's just bra hang, which makes is, is just as good. We're just hanging bra. We're just hanging bra. We're just hey, hanging hang like. We're hanging on bras. We're just hanging bra. We're boobs. We're hanging bra. We're just you and me hanging bra. Yeah, bra. Yeah, bra. Yeah, bra. Yeah, bra. Anyway, so hello, William. Thank you for tweeting at us. Um. There's a couple of people, this Jose, this at Carlos Jose, uh, I want to go with Panessa? Panessa, sounds Pinoy, hello Pinoy. Jose Conseco. He was asking, uh, he was saying that we should, that the fans of Good Hang should have, a, he must be a good list, a new listener because he was saying that fans of Good Hang should have a name. And he was, he was saying, he was suggesting Good Hangers. <laughs> good Hangers. That's some episode five shit. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, no, it's Good Hang Group, but I was telling him how I wanted to be Hangbangers. You just said Good Hang Group. That good hang gang. Yeah. Good hang gang. Good hang gang. Sorry. <laughs> I'm catching you in, in little slips. This is what you're going to do all Yeah, well, I'm not not drunk. <laughs> and then he, he also thinks that hang bangers would be good. Gang, hang, oh. I think I said the good hang gang bangers or something, but hang I like, bangers. I like the good hang gang. It's like fang bangers from True Blood. Yeah. Good hang gang is great. Good hang gang rolls off the tongue. It's good. It's a little, you know, it's like, it's a little bit of effort to say because it's like three different. Yeah, man. One word syllable. It rolls these, down the tongue. It rolls down the tongue like a It doesn't roll though, but that's the thing. It's, like, it's like good hang gang. It's like a little, pu- it's a little punchy. Oh, so in like 20 years when we are like the biggest podcasters in Singapore. And we people, already are the people, biggest people <laughs> chant, People just start chanting, good hang gang. Good hang gang. gang. Yeah, that works. Yeah. That totally works. I think that works. <laughs> I don't know. What are we doing? We're reading tweets. Yeah, we're reading shit. Let's read the shit. Yeah. And uh, we just finished. Uh, so we tried Periscope. You got it to work. So sorry, guys, that we haven't haven't, haven't been having pre-hangs, but we got it to work. Still didn't work all that well. So we jumped on you now. Is that what it's called? So yeah, follow us on you now. Can they follow us at, at Nathan, whatever, Hartona, whatever the fuck? We told them to do this earlier in the episode. Yeah, but I'm saying, but like for the people who missed that. How can you miss it as a podcast, not radio? I'm just saying, like, if you guys, we'll just, we'll be using you now, because it was pretty cool, because you could have, we could use, you could see both of us for once, not just Nathan's big Melanie head. I have a really big head. Yeah, but it's nice, though. It's a seven and a half. Which way? I don't know. I just know (laughs) that when I wear hats, it says seven and, no, seven and three quarters. I was going to say, I'm seven and three quarters, yeah, yeah. 
When you, like the br- it's this way. It's like the brim of the hat where it sits. I don't know. I just know I have a huge head. I have a big head. Most hats in stores don't fit me. They never fit me. It's depressing. Yeah, it's okay. You go to Gwyn Brothers in New York City. Mm-hmm. They'll patch you up, man. They will. You know, I went to Gwyn Brothers and they were like, oh, I was like, I like this hat, but I don't like this logo. It was like a patch with like a beaver, one of those stupid hats. Beaver hat. It was meant to say vagina. They have one that's a, that's a penis. And I was like, oh, man, I wish I wish I didn't have this patch on it, to be honest. And they were like, yeah, we just take that off for you. I was like, oh, shit. They're good people. Yeah. They're the hipsterest, hipstery hipsters that ever live, but they're good people. Mm. Are they that hipster? I don't think they're. I, feel, I don't feel like the they're ones that. In, the one in Boston. Grin Brothers? Yeah, the ones in Boston, they wear mm. like flat caps, vests, bow ties, and horn rim glasses. So that's, that's pretty intense. That's, that's the trifecta. And, and, and they're like 20. So there, <laughs> so there you go. Oh, shit. Okay. I, well, I love it when someone dresses like a hipster, but is like the appropriate age that it's just like right. Like, I love it when I see, like, 50-year-olds who dress like open inverted commas hipsters. Because then it's like, you were just always fucking stylish. <laughs> That's true. I get that. Like, you you were, you didn't follow any trend. You were just fucking styling. Imagine you're just, like, a six-year-old who follows all these fashion blogs and, like, <laughs> trying to stay up to date and stuff. Sounds tiring. 60-year-olds with, like, the new era hats. <laughs> <laughs> like, with the fucking flat brim and, like, the logo on it. The late... The, not the logo, the, the label the sticker. on it. The sticker, and, like, t- yeah. and t-shirts that are too long for them. Oh, that's sad. Anyway, that's us reading your shit. There you go. If you guys want us to read your shit, please tweet at us. You can post on our Facebook group. Uh, write a review. Nathan's been talking about that. We haven't got any new reviews yet, but that's cool. Give us reviews. Actually, to be fair, I haven't checked since the last episode. Maybe we have new reviews, but I feel like we don't. But yeah, thank you guys. Thank you guys for writing in. Thank you for sharing with a friend. Thank you for coming to my improv show. Again, DM me for some fucking discounts. That's this Saturday, y'all. Or this first show this Friday, but the important one is Saturday night. Picard featuring Benjamin Kang. It's going to be great. Dick masterpieces. Yeah. All right, so Nathan... Last week, I challenged you with a game. I believe it's your turn to challenge me with a game. You know I don't have Bring, one. You know, okay. You know I don't have one. All right, let's just jump right into the news then, shall we? One, two, three, four! World news, interviews, wall on terror, puppy shoes, television, movie, sports, races, fans, tiny horse, so many things in the world we're in. Did you hear about that thing? All right, John, what things do you have for me that I have not heard of? Okay, this is the big thing. I think every, all of our listeners would have known about this. But somehow, I mean, what have you been? You've been, you've been in a fucking cave? You haven't heard about this Chinese detergent ad? Nope. All right, well, have a look at this and tell me what you think is wrong. Okay. <laughs> all right, playing this for the first time for Nathan. Never seen this yet. Hasn't seen this yet. It's a black man with dirty clothes. He is lusting over a woman. A Chinese woman? A Chinese Having woman. just finished painting her room or something, really, to believe. Why does it look like they filmed this in two separate locations? Oh, he is dumping him in the washing machine. There is a black man in the washing machine, and a Chinese woman is sitting on top of it. So what's the worst that can happen right now, Nathan Hartono? That a white man comes up. A Chinese man comes out. Oh... Pale Chinese man, clean oh. shirt. <laughs> oh goodness! Oh, isn't that just awful? Told. What does that mean? Um, means 
a clear change from the start. <laughs> oh no! Let's just see the rest. Let's see if this, you can catch anything else. I forgot you speak the Mandarin. Yeah, it just says change begins with Chelpi. That's the name of the detergent. The of the detergent. What's this fucking phone number? Why are they putting a phone number? That hotline, I guess, to uh-huh. call them and tell them that you're fucking pissed at the ad. Or you're like, yeah, I'm racist. Give me them and that. And they're fucking the, ch- the, the, the firm, the ad firm behind that ad that I'm sure all of you guys have seen, which, just to be clear, is a fucking black man being thrown into a washing machine and coming out as a clean Chinese man. Okay, so... Fuck! <laughs> so, two things. First of all, you gotta give China a pass, because China's China. They just Fuck don't. China's... I almost say Chuck and fucking China's China. I mean, that's... No, no, like, it's, it's... It's just that you have to understand that the... They don't... They're... Okay, like... They this, don't know any better? No, no, no. Almost. Yeah. Almost. Like, this whole, like... Uh, um, very forward PC thing that the world is going through right now, they are completely just... Okay. They are very far away from it that they they just don't care. And you have to understand that in that society, um, things like sexism are rampant in more Yeah, I mean, I understand. Them. You're basically just saying that this fucked up thing is happening, so it's okay. But it's not okay. Oh, no, no. It's, 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 yeah, it's I, not, I mean, I'm, I understand the context. It's, it's, it's not like, okay. It's just that you need to understand that like it's, I mean forget- it's almost like a kid that that um that set fire to a bunch of newspapers and accidentally like set up the smoke alarm it's like okay <laughs> yes that was a dumb thing to do but also uh, you are a child kids will be kids China will be China exactly well They're, hopefully they fucking learn a little bit because forget being ways. forget this being in the 1960s this is like the 1860s what the fuck and like the the funny the funny thing is that the firm is like just doubling down. They're like, when when approached, the Chinese firm was like, "You guys are being too sensitive." Um, how much? Give a percentage out of a hundred. How much of this is just for publicity? Oh, it's not. I, I don't think they're smart enough to do that. Okay. I don't think they're smart enough to do that. I think they were just literally like, oh, here's a funny idea. You know how we think black people are fucking dirty? (laughs) (laughs) You know know how, like, everyone thinks that black people are dirty, the the scum of the earth? One of my favorite videos on the internet is an old Chinese lady taking pictures, and then this guy in a Spider-Man costume comes up behind her and tries to scare her. She turns and is undeterred. Uh-huh. Spider-Man takes off his mask. It's a black man, and she screams. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh no! I think it's a real video. I want to believe it's a real video, but it could totally be staged. I have no See, idea. what makes this worse? I mean, not, we're not worse because this couldn't get any worse. This is like some fucking, this is some fucking Donald Trump come to life shit. Is that they actually stole this from an Italian brand? So let me play the Italian, the original Italian for you. Look, it's, like, it's almost a shot for shot remake. So there's a skinny white man coming in. <laughs> Does he come out as a clean black man? Actually, I actually haven't seen this. I've heard about it, but I haven't seen it. So there's a scrawny little hairy little white man approaching this Italian lady. She throws him in the wash. He's like of medium tone. He's a white, certainly a white guy. And he com- he comes out <laughs> as a black man. <laughs> it saves black man. It's a buff black man. It. <clears throat> They reversed it. They're just saying, like, this detergent will keep your colors. Oh. And, I mean... Is this racist as well, John? 
No, I mean that's the thing. It's it's not because you look at the context. I mean, it's race. It's race sensitive. Yeah. But it's not racist. Okay. So because this ad is saying our detergent. This Italian yeah, ad is saying our yeah. detergent will keep your colors and and like yeah, you could say like oh black colored whatever. But like okay, the main the main reason why <laughs> like I'm just kind of like not infuriated infuriated by this. Is because you're racist yourself? No, no, no. Is that you see? You don't think black people are as good the as Chinese people? Strangest things come out of China. That is like, oh, I can't believe that this is just like okay over there. So, for example, they're they're popular for you know just plagiarizing and like mm. going crazy of plagiarism mm-hmm. and going crazy of just like um, copying huge brands. Oh, KFC, let's call it CFC. <laughs> oh, um, Starbucks, let's call it Star Coffee Man. Well, I mean, the plagiarism, yeah, sure. Yeah, but also, like, uh, things like... But then, every time I see them, I'm, I always think it's pretty under the radar. They're just kind of mm. like, let's do it and hope no one notices. Mm. And, like, you know, brand just switch it up. Well, I mean, sure, bit. that's definitely yeah. here, here. I mean, they fucking stole this ad. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Almost shot for shot, shot. For shot. But, recently, I saw this uh, media launch of a new sportswear brand in China called mm-hmm. Uncle Martian. Okay. Uncle Martian. Uncle right? Martian. It is basically exactly what Under Armour is. Even Uncle the logo looks exactly the U-M. same. Yeah, where it's like the thing, the, the thing. Comes the logo looks exactly the same, red and white, exactly the same, sportswear. And they have like a huge fucking press conference with like 50 people on stage all proud of themselves that like, hey, we stole this shit. And when you see something like that, when I saw this, I was like, okay, that's what China is. That it's covered by so much media that no one really is privy savvy to the fact that this is clearly plagiarism. Mm-hmm. And that this is like, you know, clearly... Um, <laughs> Millionaires trying to make more money off of like the perceived stupidity sure. of the Chinese people, and because uh, they just think people won't care and they won't notice. No, I mean, I mean, because it's so insular. Yeah, I mean, they're plagiarism just, in the sense that yeah. it's like, oh, it's like, oh, let's take this ad from someone else. No one's gonna care. No one's gonna know. We don't have YouTube in China because you can't. You can't access YouTube in China, right? I mean, like, unless you, said, you have a VPN. I mean, I, you you told me the statistic just now that like ten percent of China is immigrants. I mean, less than ten percent of China is immigrants. So they're playing to the larger population. Sure, just has no idea that that's fine. But you're, but it's it doesn't change the fact that this thing is fucking oh, no, racist. It doesn't at all. It just I'm just saying it surprises me zero percent. Yeah, I get that. And it's just kind of like okay, because I mean, let's break it down. Let's, I'm not I'm not outraged. I'm just kind of l- like okay. let's break it down because people who are say, I mean I'm sure there are people out there who are saying this Italian ad is racist too. What about the Chinese ad? No, the, the Italian ad is it, it it's not it's not the best, but it's not particularly mm, offensive the chinese ad is basically saying black is dirty white chinese is clean that's what they're saying and fuck fucking hardcore if you're that actor that's cast as the black guy that's crazy (laughs) he probably had a pretty sweet paycheck yeah but fucking china man why china why you gotta be so china china why you got to be so china it baffles me, man. That country, God. that country baffles me. Sure, yeah. But, like, I've been reading a lot of interesting studies about... Because, uh, I mean, let's face it. Chinese tourists do not have the greatest reputation in the world. Yeah. And, like, reading the, the the reason for that is so interesting. Like, you talk about, like, money recently coming in and the, the formation of a new middle class and a high class in China. I mean, we were talking about wine earlier. There's a, there's a fucking... Um, documentary. I forgot what it's called, but it's talking about how, like, all the world's best French wine red wines are being stolen by china and like they don't know how to appreciate it and all it's interesting it's, it's just interesting fucking china you, you keep china chining well okay but like 
you would on, just, on, you on, cool China. You on one hand, I think it's a little bit unfair to say they don't know how to appreciate it because it's basically being a little bit condescending. I'm talking out of school because I've never seen, I haven't yeah, seen yeah. the trailer. I don't know. Yeah, I yeah. forgot what it's no, no, called. No, no, but I, I know it's a fact that people, uh, that, that a lot of um, China is buying out like a lot of the most expensive wines. Mm-hmm. I've seen this. And it's just a it's just a fact that like Chinese people more and more so they're having more money than they know what to do with. So, the documentary is called Red Obsession. So instead of you know investing or whatever, they have more money than you know, than they know what to do with. Yeah, you know? and they've so just come into they, they're like first generation money exactly. You know? So they go to Louis Vuitton, they go to Chanel, and they get head to toe apparel. Like they get like even the hats, but like they travel and they don't know. Like they haven't traveled before. They don't know how to make a name for themselves. Like the number of times I've seen tourists like pissing or shitting just in the most non bathroomy of places, more than I would like to see in my lifetime for sure. Oh, especially because you work at a theme park. I'm sure mm-hmm. you see tons of kids mm-hmm. pissing bottles. Mm-hmm. Tons of bottles, kids walls, indoor walls. Oh, wow! And there's other people I've seen that. Act. I mean, I've seen the remnants of it too. Oh wow! So it's I mean, <clears throat> I mean it's hard to blame people for things they can't control. Yeah. But it's also it's also silly to say that it's not an actual thing that's happening. Of like, it's just that it's so commonplace over there. Over there, like, um, a lot of social graces are kind of foregone. Sure. Like you're at a nice hotel lobby, look down, you'll see cigarette butts all over the floor. Yeah. People just don't care as much over there. Yeah. It's because they've been. I mean, like, let's the amount face of it. times I see people just kind of like blatantly litter, mm. it's it's interesting because I feel like even in Singapore, and someone wants to litter, like they're desperate to get rid of something, mm. they try to do it discreetly. Yeah, I mean, but like Singapore is the other know. extreme end of the spectrum, uh, or anywhere really in the world. Like, it's very <laughs> difficult to see someone like blatantly just go like, just drop oh, I'm, a piece of I'm done away. eating my instant noodles. Drop, walk away. Right. It's just like, oh, I'm done. And he just lets go of it and walks away. Or like, I'm done with this bottle of water. Drop, walk away. But like, yeah, you look on Reddit and you look at the um, Ask Reddits and, and explain like I'm five. They talk about the Chinese recent rush of Chinese tourists. It's very it's very interesting. It's very interesting. I mean, you look at the previous generations who just survived Chairman Mao and who have just survived communism and are just having their second child. It, children, it's it child, second their second child. Yeah. It's, it's it's interesting to think about that. It's weird because it's sort of so close to it. I mean, I hear Chinese every day. I get mistaken for a Chinese person every day. And yet, and I've been to China, but I feel so detached from that culture. And it feels like such a big culture. I don't learn how to speak Mandarin. I don't know how to order food at a restaurant. It's cu- culturally, yeah. it's a very interesting place, but yeah, Certainly it's, it's, it's all new money, man. Yeah. New um money, new, new I have money. a little bit of letter news story to talk about. Oh, before you do that you have to take another sip because that fucking white Russian is just say you got to do it, bro. I feel like I'm going to puke. Come on, good bro. I really don't want to puke. Come on, bro. You're not going to puke. I I'm I uh I just down my bottle of champagne. Mm. Uh Nathan's champ uh wine glass by the way, have this little you hear that? It has like little beads connected to it. I don't know why. So you can put it in your butt. Okay, go. Drink and make the ugly sound you make, and I'm going to pour another gr- glass of champagne. And yes, maybe later put the beads in my butt. I really feel like I'm going to be... All right, man, if you're not up for it, I mean, if you want to give up on your idea of, oh, he's doing it, you guys, this, he might just fucking projectile vomit. <laughs> All right, and here's another one for you, uh, audio sensory crowd. Here we go. I really don't think I can do another one. Mmm. This is like my fourth glass of champagne. See, if I drank just one glass of champagne, I'm done. Champagne gets me. It's poetry. Because of the allergies, right? 
Yeah, because it's bubbly, so it bubbles all the alcohol up to the surface really quick. Fair enough. Yeah. All right, so Justin Bieber and Skrillex yeah. just earlier this week have been sued by copyright infringement. Uh-oh. I thought this was interesting to bring up because you yourself are a musician. Yeah. Uh, so have a listen to this, Nathan. And Nathan. <laughs> Nathan. And what does this remind you of? Is it too late now to say sorry? Keep playing it, I'm curious. Cause I'm missing more than just... Nope, that's it. The rest of the song's completely different, but that... Uh, huh. She's claiming, this is White Hinterland, uh, with the song Ring That Bell, which now has 3 million views. I have a feeling it didn't have this many. Oh! 3 million views, 6,000 likes... 29,000 dislikes. I'm guessing it's all the Beliebers going, oh, she copied Belieber. Well, this came out Bieber. before Justin Bieber. Bieber. But yeah, this came out in 2014. But what do you think about that? Let me just rewind a little bit. What, what do you think about the song? Is it plagiarism or is it not plagiarism? It's played. It's... Okay. What are your thoughts? Hold on, I have a bugle in my mouth. Get okay. your... So, you always got something in your mouth. It's, it's very tough to say. Mm. Because sometimes... How can you plagiarize notes? Or how can you plagiarize chords? Yeah. But. Sounds pretty fucking close, eh? Yeah. But the thing is, not not even sound-wise. I'm, I'm, I'm even saying, like, for example, two notes. Dun, 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 dun. Those are just Beethoven, two Beethoven, you exactly. fucking copyright motherfucker. Exactly. Those are just two notes. Dun, and dun, 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 dun. Put in that order, it's instantly this song. So if I put in anything else, it's clearly plagiarism. You know, that when I put that in a song, they'll be like, that's Beethoven. Yep. So for example, I have a song that goes like, dun, 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 when it has that opening riff of do 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 do, even if like the same almost kind of sample track, mm-hmm. that could be ground for some plagiarism. Yeah, it's not, I mean I can't confirm. It's it's really tough. Music law is a little bit like it's a sponge. You know, there's tons of holes in it. It's kind of it just doesn't really hold up. A lot. Yeah. Well, don't worry. I mean this this is this happened uh, a couple of week uh, about a week ago. And ever since then, uh, Skrillex has come out with a response. I will play in just a minute. But there's a pretty good essay, and I'll link to it in the in the show notes, you guys. Did that kind of takes he, it to task. Did he say, sorry? It's too late. It's oh. too late to say sorry. Oh, it's too late, okay. But, like, okay, and here's some fucking uh, technical talk for you, Nathan. This, this, this uh, writer on Reddit comments how it's a simple fragment of an ascending pentatonic scale in E-flat major. It's just notes. Does that make sense to you? Does, does that make sense? I mean, that's ba- I basically explained it before in layman's terms, where it's like, dun, 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 it's just two notes. Yeah, the, well, the pentatonic, well just, let's break that down. So E-flat is, this, is the key, do, 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 do. and then a pentatonic scale is just five notes up, five notes down, right? <clears throat> pentatonic scale is, uh, I think. La, 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 la. Anyway, Skrillex put up this video on uh, Instagram. It's got 3,000 views. Lots and lots of likes, and check this out. I'm just gonna play this in entirety because it's really cool. Alright, so here's the acapella from the writing sessions of Sorry. This is Julia Michaels' acapella. So, in case you're a little confused, uh, so Jillian Michaels is the 
girl who helped Skrillex write this. Um, okay, I paused it at a sheet time because the really key point is coming up. So she's singing in, filling in the lyrics, she's ad-libbing, and then she gets to this part. Take this down, four semitones, one, two, three, four. And this is Justin Bieber's key. L. Take it down, or actually pitch it up. Twelve semitones. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. And it should sound like this. <laughs> Put a little reverb on it. That's how it goes. That's it. That's basically his way of proving that he didn't steal it. Yeah, but I mean, but I mean, in the end of the day, it's a yeah. Like I said, I mean, you take the technical terms; it's a pentatonic scale in E major. But it's just like it's like they're it's an ad lib. They're just notes. Yeah. yeah, and it does sound eerily similar. You have to admit. Yeah, and like no doubt, this fucking uh, uh, this white whatever the fuck white hinterland has gotten much more hits now because of this thing. Yeah, but it, I just think it's really cool that Skrillex was just like, okay, I have a minute of my day. Let me try my iPhone, videotape this thing, and let me just show you this thing. Hey man, let me show you exactly it, how I did it. I'm, I can come up with shit off of, you know. Hey, man, it saves him money and it saves him, like, bad press. Absolutely. Yeah. Because the thing about um, all these <laughs> copyright laws is that a lot of times you hear about these things, but there are tons more that you don't hear about. Because sure. the moment that the management or the, the label gets the, the subpoena, they're like, let's just pay them. Let's just settle. Don't yeah. even don't even go to court with this because you don't even want the publicity. It's like exactly you don't want the publicity. It'll be cheaper to settle than to uh, um, it's cheaper to settle than to go to court unless sure. it's a special case like Robin Thicke because Marvin Gaye's estate sued him for a lot. What was that again? What, can you call it? But that was that it was, was between Blurred Lines and uh, a Marvin Gaye song that I can't remember right now. Which part of Blurred Lines do you remember? The the beat like the the rhythm. Oh shit! Like yeah. so, basically the whole thing. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. I, I, then I th- there was a similar thing between uh, Tom Petty and Sam Smith. <clears throat> Stay with me. Yeah, yeah. It was exa- it was like same chord progression, same feel. But you know those things. Like he he they settled it very quickly. But those things are very difficult to define. Because right. you know there's only so many notes. Yeah, there's only so many notes. I mean, there's there's, a, so there's a YouTube chords. video that shows that there's only x amount of songs in the world like there's like i mean there's billions but yeah there's billions of chord progressions like you hear the same chord progressions more than you know you always hear like this the same one four five one progression but only certain and only certain chords in that exist are pleasing to the ear anyway all right uh nathan you said you had a story that you wanted to talk about as well yeah uh so this uh just happened so it's technically breaking news but by the time you hear this it's just gonna be news (gasps) breaking news on good hang podcast or just news or just news Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Microsoft have agreed to help the EU uh, fight hate speech. Uh, so the European <laughs> Union reached an agreement on Tuesday with some of the world's biggest social media forums, including uh, Facebook and Twitter, um, on ways to fight the spread of hate speech online. So mm. uh, any kind of uh, uh, any kind of hate speech directed towards uh, like people of color, uh-huh. uh, anything involving race or religion, descent national or ethnic origin Hmm. so they're gonna try to find a way to police these things and uh so what they said over here is that um the firms have said they will establish internal procedures and staff training to guarantee that a majority of the legal content is assessed where necessary removed within 24 hours Hmm. um and it's 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 a bit odd because uh 
one of the EU commissioners, uh, he was quoted saying that the internet is a place for free speech, mm-hmm. not hate speech. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But on the other hand, uh, I believe it was um, the Twitter's, what do you call it? Ambassador or something. or No, sorry. Twitter's uh, head of PR. Uh, they said, we remain committed to letting the tweets flow. However, there is a clear distinction between freedom of expression and conduct that incites violence and hate. Huh. So it's it's an interesting thing because on one very hand, interesting, very yeah, interesting. On one hand, yes, um, it can be beneficial towards just like less uh, angry rants on Facebook and YouTube and Twitter things like that. Like you know how every time you go to the comment sections, it just becomes like a whole shit show. Oh, it's the cesspool of humanity. Exactly. So you know maybe this could stem that, but at the same time this will stem that. <laughs> yeah, I, I you get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. There's um, a strange, there's a strange, um, uh, stifling mm. of freedom of speech that's happening here that I don't know how to feel about. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I 100% get what you're saying because like, on the surface, it's like, of course we don't want hate speech. Of course we don't want yeah. people to hate. But then again, oh God, that really tests my fucking boundaries because right? I hate censorship almost as much as I hate hate speech. Right. It's like, it's almost like like my my feeling towards like general um, internet hate and general uh, saying stupid shit, mm-hmm. and I believe I've mentioned this in the show back when we were talking about what's his face, Amos Yee. Mm-hmm. Um, so people should have the right to say yeah, even the most disgusting things. Uh huh. But what should happen? What needs to happen is that they should be policed by the people, yeah. not a government. Exactly. The government should not be the one policing them. Absolutely. They should be policed by the people, and the people should be the ones that you know let them know that they're on the wrong side of things mm-hmm. and, you know, pray that they have hu- the humanity to understand. And yeah. See you that. know what? I'm think I'm, I mean, I haven't read, I haven't read much of the article. Like you said, it's breaking news and you yeah. research it, but I fall more into the camp of like, not again, like that, that I'm against this thing yeah. against the censorship because it's like, God, if you want to be a fucking idiot, I mean, I will teach, I will teach my theoretical children or, or anyone I have influence to, to listen to this bullshit, but recognize that it is bullshit. But yeah. I will defend to the death that person's liberty to speak this bullshit. Okay, so I'll elaborate more in the terms of conduct. So over here it says, The firms which also include YouTube and Microsoft, blah, 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 have committed to quickly and officially in, in efficiently tackling illegal hate speech directed <clears throat> against anyone of color, blah, blah, blah. The sites have often been used by terrorist organizations to relay messages and incite hatred well, against different. certain yeah. individual groups. Um, so it's a little bit unclear at the moment whether it's going to just be directed at like clearly anti-whatever, fill-in-the-blank here, yeah. um, behavior. So I for mean, example, say someone starts a Facebook group saying like, ISIS of Singapore. Let's shut that down. Then, you know, I'm, I guess I'm more towards I mean, that. It's, it's a fine line. It's like, as soon yeah. as you start like actionable, like we're going to do this, we're yeah. going to, on this day, we're going to take this action against these people. That's one thing. But like, all oh, these fucking idiots should be, should God help me, should have the right to speak their mind against this bullshit. Though the rest of the society should, again, police it, police it, not police it, but like, like, like come down on it. Yeah. And say that they are stupid, that they are idiots, and that they should shut their fucking mouths. And that's the beauty of a society. Yeah. That, like, it's amongst the people. That the people dictate... uh, Sorry, I mean, that... How do I say this? Um, The society moves forward together. Yeah, I guess that's what I'm saying. And you can't move move forward unless you're facing some tough things. Yeah. 
you know like i mean i'll say it i mean in singapore it's like censorship is a big thing and 90 percent of the time i agree that the things you guys want to censor are bad things but a hundred percent time a hundred percent of the time i will say you shouldn't censor these things because you fucking keep doing that and your people are not going to be able to think for themselves yeah people should not have the right to form ideas they're not going to be able to form people should have the right to go like i don't agree with this i'm going to stop consuming or watching this people should have the right to be you know what i agree with this yeah in my heart, I'm a hateful person. I'm going to explore this. And hopefully, after some time, they realize that that's stupid and they come back. Yeah. But they have the right. Yeah. They have the right to hate Chinese people. They have the right to hate black people. I mean, if you want to air this ad, it's a stupid ad, but you have the right to do it. I hope your, 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 your fucking detergent company gets boycotted and goes under <laughs> because you're all a bunch of hateful motherfuckers. But I will defend your right to be able to come up with such an ad. If it goes under, that'll be a very bubbly ocean. Or an Australian one, yeah. Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. Um, okay, so since we didn't have a game, I have quite a couple new stories to go to. Let's go with a little light thing. This is kind of fun here, Nathan. Bring it on. Believe it or not, <coughs> Dr. Hen- no. No, no, no. Dr. Henry Heimlich has just used his maneuver, maneuver. for the first time. At the age of 96. He's still alive. He's alive. Heimlich of the Heimlich. The Heimlich maneuver. John Heimlich. I mean, Henry Heimlich. Henry Heimlich. Is alive. Yeah, he's a surgeon and he gave, uh, let's see, the surgeon who gave his name to the simple but dramatic procedure used to rescue people from choking, choking, saved someone's life with a Heimlich maneuver for the first time, age 96. Wait, so he saved somebody? He saved someone's life for the first time using his own maneuver. Wow. I like that he's like, yep. It, I, I kind of, in a weird way, I kind of wish he just killed over and died right after that. <laughs> he like saves this guy's life. <laughs> yes, it works. It works. And now I can die. Ugh, heart attack. Wait, so he just, so this maneuver was basically a theory. No, 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 no. It, I mean, other people used it. Have used it. It's just a Himmler. Uh, 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 Himmler. That's, 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 that's Ados propaganda guy. Or Luftwaffe guy. John Himmler. Heinrich, I believe. Is Heinrich Himmler. Anyway, Henry John, John, Himmler. Him, John Himmler is Hitler's PR guy. Hein- no, that's, his name's not John. Yeah, John Himmler. It's not John, dude. Hitler's PR person, John Himmler. No, it's not. I'm trying, it's to, make a joke. I'm trying to make a joke about John Miller. Who the fuck is John Miller? Donald Trump's fake publicist. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm totally off. Anyway, his name's Heinrich Himmler. He has a funny mustache. Uh, anyway, Heinrich uh, Henry Himmler. Hen- oh fuck! <laughs> All right, let me just down this glass of champagne. <laughs> Henry Heinrich Himmler says, "Quote: It was very gratifying, as he told uh, reporters from the Guardian from Cincinnati, which where he lives apparently." He goes on to say, that moment was very important to me. I knew about all the lives my maneuver has saved over the years, and I have demonstrated so many times, but here, for the first time, was someone sitting right next to me who was about to die. And then, uh, end quote. And he fucking saved this guy. Isn't that kind of cool? I can't imagine this person was in that big of a trouble when a 98-year-old man could push something out of you. No, dude, I mean, that's how the maneuver works. It's beautiful. Do you know how to do the maneuver? You you ball up your fist in a thing, and then you go like up at in and up. Yep, just above the just above the navel. Yeah, not too high because then you start putting on the uh, particular bone that pushes hard. That's not good. But yeah, I mean that just goes to show you can really save someone's life, and like you don't do it unless um, 
like for example if you see someone choking and they can still kind of make noise can still kind of form words you should be like okay keep coughing try to force it out but if they can't make any noise yeah. that's when it's time to do the maneuver okay. according to my cpr class from 12 years ago cool uh fun fact you know if, since we're talking about medical maneuvers mm-hmm. um when someone's having a seizure turn them to their side and so they don't choke on their vomit? Yeah. And the whole, like, you got to put something in their mouth thing, that's not really true. Well, I think the idea with that is you don't want them to bite their tongue off. Yeah, that's not true. Which can happen. It can happen? I've, I've, I've asked every medical friend. That has never happened. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's actually, yeah, like, you just have to put them on their side. That's the most important thing. Have them on their side and don't, like, speak quickly. Like, just basically try to calm them down. Right. Yeah. That's cool. Dulcet tones. I, I I walked in on someone having a seizure once. Really? Oh, yeah. It was in Boston. I was going in for an exam, actually. Like a private exam. Uh-huh. And in the, I stepped into the waiting room. And as I stepped into the waiting room, there is a small Middle Eastern man on the floor. Why you gotta be Middle Eastern? This is a detail. <laughs> um, and he's on the floor, just going like... Uh, 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 uh. Oh, and, fuck. And I'm like, fuck! And fuck. I just, he just ran away. No, no. I mean, I did the first thing that I was. I remember just put him on his mm-hmm. side because <laughs> it was a little bit funny because he looked a bit like a turtle. His backpack was still on, and he fell on dude. his <laughs> dude. So he fell on his back, and like, he looked You're like, like fuck. Donatello is having a seizure. So it, like there was there was comedy in it, and there's comedy in every moment. No, when you can find comedy in life, I mean that's that yeah, means yeah. that's a sign that you're living, my yeah, friend. Yeah, you just gotta find it. But of course, you know, I didn't stand there going ah, turtle man. <laughs> so I, I went to him and I was like, all right, let's get you on your side. And after then you he, took a photo yeah exactly after <laughs> I took a bunch of selfies and snapchats and uh, yeah put him on his side and basically just kind of shouted like help come back from Allah come back from Allah <laughs> oh, no, say was, no to the virgin he was fine just had to call for help because I I didn't want to call the ambulance you I was busy taking care of him you didn't want to call oh okay I was yeah. like I got this no need for the no no I was, I, was, I was like Talking him down and like going like help someone call ambulance someone call ambulance and anyone show up? Uh, yeah, someone like the the what do you call it, EMT showed up because the school has like on site EMTs. Oh wow! Uh, and yeah, about ten minutes later, I had to walk in and take my exam, <laughs> and I think I failed that exam. You should have gotten A, right? Just like that movie with um, Mark Bogloser. Just based on principle, I should have gotten like A plus plus plus. Yeah. Saved the life. A man almost died a in your plus, arms, plus, plus. but you saved him. Exactly. You understand music theory. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay, I got one piece of sad news and one piece of good news. We're going to do it through both, but which one do you want first? Let's do the sad one and end off happy. Okay. A gorilla died. Oh. You hear about this? No. In the Cincinnati Zoo, um... A kid fell into a pen with a gorilla. Oh, fuck. And after a couple minutes of deliberating, apparently it took like 10 minutes or something, but they decided that they had to kill this fucking gorilla before they accidentally, before the gorilla accidentally killed this kid. How old is the kid again? Uh, hold on. Let me look that up. I have it here somewhere. I mean, he was a, he was a young boy. Not old at all. And I'm guessing they couldn't have sent someone down there to just like calmly get him, not nah. even the zookeeper. I mean, that, uh, apparently this was the smartest decision to do. And there's been a lot of backlash on social media and all. Oh, fuck, I have so many tabs open. I can't find that particular one. Are gorillas inherently violent? Like, aren't they only violent when provoked? I think they're like, yeah, but I mean, I think they're like, the big thing is that they're, um, whatchamacallit, not, not possessive, but they're territorial. 
Understood. So let's see here. Um, days after a four-year-old son plummeted 20 feet into the Cincinnati Zoo gorilla exhibited after animal rights activists blamed her alleged poor parenting for the death of a beloved endangered ape species. 20 feet is a long way to drop, man. Yeah, seriously. For a child? I mean, that's the main thing here. A lot of people are like, you fucking were not looking after your kid and he fell into a gorilla exposure and now this gorilla is dead. I mean, I don't know where to fucking fall in this thing. A kid falling 20 feet is like a full-size man dropping 50. I don't think that's particularly true, but... I mean, I'm exaggerating. Come, Like, you know, yes and me a little bit here. Okay. But, like, a kid falling 20 feet is like an adult male falling a lot farther than 20 feet. Yes, and that sucks balls. It does. Uh, here's a quote. Uh, quote, God protected my child until the authorities were able to get him. My, th- my son is safe and was able to walk away with a concussion and a few scrapes. No broken bones or internal injuries. All right. End quote. Lady... I, yes, sure, God protected your child, I'm for that, if you're religious. You should have fucking protected your child. Uh, she goes on to say, quote, As a society, we are quick to judge how a parent should take, uh, how a parent could take their eyes off their child, and if anyone knows me, I keep a tight watch on my kids, end quote. She added, quote, accidents happen, end quote. Yeah. I mean, I think the reasonable thing is that people are saying, well, you should fucking pay for this gorilla. Mm. which is you know not an unsensible cost to like you know bring a gorilla in and, and no, train uh, it I, I, part of me always just remembers like they're trying I guess you know their parents too yeah they're trying it's not like it's not like they they left their kid at a gas station and he grew up to sell yeah. drugs yeah but a lot of news reports are saying that like I don't think the gorilla was uh was like aggressive toward the child but it did approach it and like the gorilla could accidentally killed it by like actually grabbing it and like you know yeah but yeah, I mean that's that, I mean I didn't even know that like I mean I guess it makes sense, but I never thought of like zookeepers keeping like rifles on hand. Oh yeah, I'm I'm positive that happens. They have some dangerous bitches in there, man. Yeah, I, I think a couple of days before lions. this as well, someone there's been some a rash of like I think there was a tiger killed because someone tried to commit suicide by tiger. Oh yeah, and and a couple years ago, maybe like five or six years ago, hey man, someone a, successfully did it in Singapore. That's a good way to go. By Tiger? Uh, my hit, my tombstone will say R.I.P. Nathaniel Hartono, Death by Tiger. He. That's gonna be good. And then, like, I'll, I'll, I'll have them carve a tiger and me fighting to the death on a yeah. tombstone. I think my tombstone will say, uh, John Cancio, the opposite of his stomach, colon, hardcore. <laughs> Anyway, if you guys, I, it was on YouTube before, but yeah, totally. Like, it's kind of fucked up. Like, a couple years ago, someone, I think it was a zookeeper, was kind of like in a really bad place, and he took a bucket of like chum, essentially, and poured it on his head and started beating on it. Went to the White Tiger Zoo exhibit in Singapore and fucking successfully killed himself. Oh, no. It's awful. Um, why didn't they tranquilize the gorilla? I don't know. Okay. But at the same time, that's the same thing as saying like, hey, uh, why don't you just shoot this criminal in the leg? It's like, you don't take risks. If you're going to shoot, you shoot to kill. Oh. But I, at the same time, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Ugh. You just don't take risks. I mean, can you be like, hey, we tried our best to save both of them, but we lost the child in the but process. But the thing is, it's like... 
aren't tranquilizers almost like an exact science though like oh here's a dosage for this size of animal like and it will attack this i, I don't know to be honest i do not know let yeah. me, let me like, do it's, a quick it's basically it's basically medicine so it's gonna be like oh this person is this size that's why they categorize like horse tranquilizer or mm-hmm. like, you know just like a, or a sedative like they can prescribe these things. So it's like, oh, this gorilla is 500 pounds, so roughly give him, like, I don't know, 7 milligrams of tranquilizer. I don't know what the number is. Okay, here, here, here. There's a Time Magazine article posted 20 hours ago. Uh, the headline is, Cincinnati Zoo director explains why gorilla was killed instead of tranquilized. It's like they heard my question. I know, right? Um, it starts off by saying, the idea of waiting and shooting with a hypodermic was not a good idea. Um, the director of the Cincinnati Zoo, blah, blah, it does blah, take blah, blah. it does take time to take effect. The idea of waiting and shooting with a hypodermic was not a good idea. He said that would have definitely created alarm in the male gorilla, which when you dart an animal and instead it doesn't work in one second, it works over a period of a few minutes to ten minutes. The risk was due to the power of the animal. So basically, if they shoot it, he gets fucking pissed off. And he's like, this is a human child. Ah, and I can only imagine the child was unconscious by the end of this. Uh, I mean, he had a concussion, but I mean, there's video of him. Like, I, it looks like he's walking around. Oh, no. Uh, let me look at this here. Let me play this on mute real quick. Because, you know, this is pretty fucked up. So we're watching video on YouTube. There's the ch- the, the gorilla's like just basically right next to the kid. And this is not just any oh. gorilla. This is a fucking silverback. I mean, he's a fucking... Okay, now looking at that image... Pretty scary, huh? I understand why they shot the gorilla. Yeah. That is a intimidating motherfucker. Unfortunately, you can't take risk when a child's, a, a child's, risk, a child's life is on, at risk, you know? But it's, it's still really sad, you know? And I'm not even a big animal person, but that's pretty fucking sad. It looks like he's wearing silver pants. <laughs> oh no, he's picking up the kid. Oh. Oh, but he's being friendly. See, oh, look, I've got a kid. Oh, damn. Again, this is in the show notes, ladies and gents, if you haven't seen it already. That's so scary. What's scary is this dude is like bald in the front of his head and his opponent tail. That's pretty fucking scary, too. This zoo expert. He's, he's, uh, what's his name? Steven Segaling it. Yeah, except without the karate. All right, <laughs> can I get a little bit more lighthearted, lighthearted piece of news? Yeah. Actually, no. I find this piece of news really interesting. I'm really interested in what you have to say. Okay, so apparently there were some stu- some students from from San Francisco who went the museum who went to the Museum of Modern Art. Okay. And they played a little prank. Oh no! Because have you been to a museum of modern art? Have you been to the MoMA, for example? I've been to the MoMA in New York City. Right, it's a beautiful museum, and some pieces are you know amazing. And I bra- met you there. Yeah, we yeah. went. To, we went to yeah. MoMA. We didn't meet there. That wasn't like oh, where yeah, we yeah, met, yeah. but like we went there. We went there together, and like some pieces will instantly take your breath away, and some pieces will be like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah, um, modern art. Yeah, for example, like the pieces, uh, this is not a pipe, it comes to my head. You know what that is? I remember seeing tons of pictures of like people, like like music students or something that bring like their guitar cases or their flute cases or cello cases to the MoMA. Mm-hmm. They leave it somewhere and people start taking pictures of it thinking it's art. Yeah. It's happened okay. a lot of times. That's kind of what we're going here. Um, for example, there is a artist named Marcel Duchamp. Mm-hmm. Who, and I'm not exaggerated, went to a store, bought a shovel, hung it in an art exhibit, and called it art. That's a real thing. Is that it's the story, called, or is that... 
Prelude to a Broken Arm, I believe it's called. Is that this this story? No, this is kind of a... A sidebar. This is the unintentioned grandfather of what I'm about to talk about. Because okay. these, these couple of kids went to the San Francisco Museum of Modern Art. And they were looking around and they're like, look at all this bullshit. This is what was going through their heads. And this one guy decided, hey, wouldn't it be funny if I just took off my sun- my glasses, put it on the floor, put a piece of official looking paper next to it and just saw what, how people reacted. And true enough, people would go up to this these glasses. Here's a picture of it. You see that? Oh, it's just glasses on the floor. Glasses. And people are coming up to it, taking photos and examining it and thinking about it. It's genius. Look at the perspective. Look at the reflection. Everything is so intentional. Look at how it's balancing <laughs> against the floor and how the shadow is. Well, here's the it. thing. That's the easy thing to say. But I mean, uh, let me find a perfect quote. Keep talking bullshit. And look at how the nose ridge is slightly <laughs> off kilter. It's almost like the person that wore it had a crooked nose. And that's a journey. Why was his nose crooked? Did he have a bad relationship with his father? Did his father beat him? <laughs> okay. I mean, you're talking in jest and you're not talking too far wank. But at the end of the day, what these guys did was, in, its, in a sense, a social experiment to see how people would react to this thing. At the end of the day, they, in my opinion, they truly made a piece of art. I mean, it didn't take any real technical prowess to pull off. Yeah. But as soon as they say, I'm going to put this here, put this thing here, I'm going to put this piece in space. Yeah. In this time. To elicit a response, you've created art. Yeah, I mean... Whether it's good art or bad art is subjective, but there's no... Well, they created I, art. Yeah. I think what defines art more than anything is intention. Yeah. Like, as long as something is done of intention, it can technically be called art. If it's if it has no intention, say, for example, like, I accidentally dropped a bottle on the floor, and someone else thinks it's art. It's not art, because it was not intentional. Yeah, but if you, Nathan Hartono, said, look at this bottle, and look at this way the cracks kind of remind me of something I'm going... You've created art. That's the thing. I mean, and again, it's not necessarily good art, or it's not necessarily better. Like, this kid... Um, Mr. Nguyen uh, said, quote, we thought it would only get at most a couple hundred retweets, but hey, I have a pair of famous glasses on my face every day now. I mean, he's making, he's taking the piss. But, okay, here. Ask how he interpreted the art, quote, art piece. He says, he suggested the deeper meaning could be about perception. Anything in life can be art as long as you provide the insight and help people see what you are. And it's easy to say, like, oh, everyone is stupid. But at the end of the day, he made fucking art. Yeah. He got people thinking. And like, even if he stopped and thought, okay, well, at the end of the day, these are just glasses. But then you go, but then you find out the whole story. Okay, this 14-year-old kid and his friend thought it would be a joke to put glasses. It becomes like a critique of contemporary art. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's interesting. It's- it, it's not always about technical prowess. Again, it's it's really all intention. I mean, like the famous urinal piece, you know, the urinal of Armut written on it and it turns to its side. It's worth more than both our lives quadrupled. Yeah, but fucking, like I said, Duchamp just bought a shovel and put it in a gallery yeah. and called it something. Exactly. But that see, is them. The, the, the common thread all these three stories have is that these things are all done with intent. Yeah, and there's an intent behind it. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, man. 
Nathan is about to fall asleep, ladies and gentlemen, with a third of a glass of white Russian still remaining. I have finished off, let's see, just to keep you up. Okay, let's just to catch you up where I am. I've drunk half a bottle of Riesling, seven-eighths a bottle of champagne. Let me pour the rest of my glass here. Ooh, that tickles my ear buds. Ooh, that's the bottle of champagne. This is my last glass right here, Nathan. Hey, man, congrats. <sighs> and that's the news, I guess. That was the news. Actually, some really, in- some really interesting news for episode fifty-two. Uh, sober or drunk, it it was quite uh, f- quite fun to talk about this shit. I mean, there's some other stuff I didn't really get the chance to get it to get up to, but get into like did the company behind American Idol apparently has filed for bankruptcy, which is not that big a deal. Whatever. Uh, Fremantle. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Really. But they still have X Factor. They still have tons of shit, but apparently they're filing for bankruptcy. Let's see here. Like Fidicent. <laughs> the Core Media Group, actually. So. Oh, Core Media Group. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. They don't. They don't handle the other shows. Yeah. Uh, there's some other stuff I really wanted to get into, but I'll save it for next week. Okay. Nathan, are you okay? I'll be. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. Nathan, you didn't finish your sentence there. I am going to fall asleep. I can tell. But that's just what happens when I drink. I just kinda, I, my head hurts and then I get sleepy. <laughs> and if I'm unlucky, I will puke tonight. But I really hope that doesn't If you're unlucky, you'll probably feel better if you puke. I got a full glass. I don't want to puke. I'd rather just wake up tomorrow morning and have it be a new day and none of this happened. A new day has come. It's a new dawn. It's a new day. It's a new life. And you're feeling sleepy. Ladies and gentlemen, Nathan Hartono is fucking wasted. He didn't even finish a full glass of this admittedly kind of girly, kind of teenager-y cocktail that I made for him. Which is delicious, don't get me wrong. (sighs) I... Yes. Uh, All right. Ladies and gentlemen, it has been a wonderful 52 episodes. Thank you so much for sticking with us from the beginning, from episode 51, wherever you came from. Guys, man, for fucking real, we've done this for a year. And this year, for myself personally, has been a very interesting one. Mm. It's been it's been a lot of growth, and I would be remiss to say that this podcast did not contribute to a, a significant fraction of that growth. <laughs> and that is thanks to people like you who constantly listen and share and and put this podcast out there to the ears <laughs> of others. And we are very grateful for that. Dude, we are so grateful for that. It's been a year. I don't know how much longer this is going to go, but I hope that it it keeps going. Or at least it just gets to a bigger audience. You know, I really sincerely believe in this project. And I think it's an important thing that we're doing here. Yeah. There's no sign of us slowing down, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be coming at you week to week. I'm with... slowing down right now. Well, Nathan's slowing down this evening. You know, I mean, God, put yourself in his shoes. Have three-fourths of a glass of a relatively girly cocktail? Shut up! I have the tolerance of a 12-year-old. 7-year-old, 12-year-old girl. 7-year-old. Anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a very wonderful ride. 
Thank you for coming with us. And here's to many more. Uh, cheers, Nathan. Yep, that was me holding two glasses and clinking them together. Nathan's about to fall asleep. I might just leave him there. He looks very peaceful. I'll have to crawl over him on the way out of here. But yeah, as usual, I've been John. That's been Nathan. <laughs> Thanks for the hang, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks. You gotta do it, bro. I feel like I'm gonna puke. Come on, good bra. I really don't wanna puke. Come on, bra.